size of that thing. I can't. It's too big. Sorry, sweetheart. I haven't got time for anything else. I know you wanna. I know you wanna. I know you wanna. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Just a Tip Podcast. I'm your host Georgette and we'll do the socials out of the way. You can follow me at Coco underscore abroad on Twitter um, and follow the podcast as well at Just the Tip Pod on Twitter as well. That's Just the Tip Pod on Twitter. Um, as I said last week, I got a PlayStation. Guys, add me. Um, it's Jetpack underscore 88. That's J-E-T-T-P-A-C-K underscore 88 now show time <laughs> show time so this week i'm being joined by lady andromeda andromeda so would you like to um explain who you are what you do okay i'm lady andromeda i am a dominatrix but I'm not just a dominatrix. I do a lot of other stuff. I own my own shop. Yeah. Online shop. And I also do healing as well. So mm-hmm. I'm master. I'm jack of all trades. Of all trades. Okay, cool. But I'm master of many of them. Of, of all of them. Yeah. As well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't know if you listened or if you've listened to any previous episodes of yes, the Yes, I, wa- I, I listened to the one with Girl on the Net. That was really oh. cool. Yeah, I found her quite interesting. I... I'm such a huge fan of her. Yeah, like she's a, a co- huge, yeah, huge fan. she's really, really nice. Yeah. She's really, really nice. Yeah, yeah. And she was quite funny too. Yeah, she, she was very fun um, to speak to. So the way that the sh- um, pod goes is that everyone gets an icebreaker. Okay. Now, I kind of struggled when I was thinking about yours because I was like, what can I ask you that you probably haven't done? Or <laughs> so I was like, I need to kind of like switch this up a little bit. So... Um, someone gave me a cool idea and instead of like just one question I've got like one, two, one, two, three, four, seven things that you have to pick from okay so for instance I'm I'm gonna say like uh, I'm gonna say something like hard or soft and you have to say the first thing that comes to mind very quickly <laughs> okay yeah this is gonna be quite funny then okay <laughs> hard or soft dick Inside or outside? Outside. Loud or quiet? Quiet. Messy or clean? Messy. Anal or vaginal? Oh, bitch. (laughs) Can I say both? No, you have to pick one. Vaginal then. Watch porn or make porn? Make porn. Because that's what I do. (laughs) (laughs) I like to watch it too, though. Pick one. Make it. Okay. Gags or collars? Gags all the way. Gags all the way. Yeah. Cool. And then everyone gets a safe word in case you feel like you need a safe word in case I ask something too intrusive or something too deep and you're just like, nah. Okay, we'll do it BDSM style. So red will be the safe word. Red? Yeah, so anytime a dom or someone who is kinky or who are playing, yeah. if the universal safe word is red. Okay. Um, amber means, okay, I'm not sure about this. Mm-hmm. Green means go Mm -hmm. so if i'm doing a session for example because i'm a professional yeah if a client of mine says red i stop the session completely yeah yeah so so they're called sessions yeah well i have sessions okay yeah that's what that's what we call them okay 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 so for my listeners that are probably thinking what the hell can you explain 
what it is to be a dominatrix and kind of touch on BDSM Gosh. as well. Okay, so we'll we'll start with what it is to be a dominatrix. Like, what is your your world like? I see my world as quite normal uh-huh. because this is what I do. Mm-hmm. I know that everybody else sees things very differently yeah. to what I do. Um, gosh, now you really got me thinking yeah. about, about it. I knew I was going to do some work. I had this feeling. <laughs> yep. So um, for me, what I define to be a dominatrix a lot of people see BDSM and they think, especially if they just watch it as a por- in porn, mm-hmm. they don't realise that. They just think, they just see people just like be getting kicked up, caned, whipped, flogged, and it can be quite violent. Yeah. They don't actually see the loving element yeah. of it. It's about trust. Okay. If you don't have trust in your person who you're connecting with, you don't have trust in anything. Mm. Because I'll be honest, right, when I like first watched it or kind of did like any kind of, kind of dipped into it, mm. I just thought this is just violent and, and aggressive and, and- It can be violent and aggressive. Yes, my God. I've got, I've made content where I've battered someone to the point that they were bleeding. Oh you know? shit, okay. Yeah, but that's the extreme of it. Yeah. You know, but I could be very loving within that too. Okay you know where people don't always see the loving element of it like yeah i might i might choke someone to make them pass out Mm -hmm. and bring them back but it doesn't mean that i'm not reassuring them it's all about the trust Mm. because if you feel safe with your partner regardless Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what kind of sex whether it be kinky or straight Mm -hmm. um if you feel safe and your partner makes you feel comfortable in what you're doing and it's not coming from an ego aspect. You'll try anything. Yeah. You know, like I've had partners where I'm like, when I was young, I was like, no, no anal with you. Where then I've had an other partner where I'm like, let's do let's, this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's all about connection and it is all about trust. You have to have trust, mm-hmm. but you've also got to have respect. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that you have to leave your ego at the door. You know, a lot of people can be ego driven by it you know but for me i kind of want my submissives to be the best possible human being that they can be in their submission to me i don't i want them to grow i'm gonna push their boundaries i'm gonna make them feel uncomfortable but like a good counselor a good counselor is gonna make you want to check yourself Mm. not you saying oh xyz thinking yet that's what they really want a good counsellor fundamentally is going to make you look at yourself warts and all unapologetically when you've been a dickhead, when you've been God, when you, everything about you, you know? Yeah, yeah. And also make you feel safe and make you understand and learn to love yourself. Mm -hmm. Because that's the one thing that I truly believe in, that everybody has to have an element. If you don't love yourself, how are you supposed to love anybody else? So would you like see yourself as a type of counsellor? Yeah, most definitely, because a lot of my clients, they come to me and, okay, for example, I love strap-on play. That's one of the things like I specialise in. What is strap-on play for I anyone that was gonna say doesn't that, know? So I was about to say. So mm-hmm. strap-on play is about women wearing strap-ons, so fake dicks mm-hmm. in layman's terms. Um, so, but using it on a guy? 
Yes. Okay. Or a girl. Okay. Because I don't discriminate. Okay. Um, or transgender, whoever. Okay. So, um, whoever comes to see me, they know that they're going to come and see me and I'm not going to judge them for whatever their kink is. Mm. You know, that's why I said, like, I've done all different kinds of things in the sex industry. I've run an escort agency. I used to work on webcam. I used to do phone chat. I still do cam and phone chat now. That's how I generate my income because I'm self-employed. Okay. Um, So there's a difference. I need to make that very clear. Professional dominatrixes, we charge in for our time. Mm -hmm. Lifestyle dominatrix, there's someone that does it for the love i'm a lifestyler as well as a professional Professional, but predominantly i'm more professional than i am a lifestyler okay you know um my lifestyler submissives they still contribute to my lifestyle okay so they kind of tend to my subs i like them to tribute me either weekly or monthly and then i spend a lot of time with them like i have one submissive he's um he pays his allotted money and then like he comes he cleans my house he does have a bits and pieces for Wait. me. <gasps> Somebody pays to clean your house. Yeah, because that's what I want him to do. Because it's about me. So <laughs> is there like sex involved? No. That's another thing. Like you can also understand like if you're in a relationship and you're in a BDSM relationship yeah. and you have a partner, yeah. then yeah, sex would be involved. Um, some professionals, they might do, not all, so I'm making this shit very clear. Mm. Most professionals who do um, BDSM related services, it is there is no sex involved. Okay. Yeah. So, I think I'm like. Are you are you confused? Are you no, up to speed? Like, or are you understanding? Let's okay, talk to okay. Me. I'm gonna put question it back me ever to, so slightly. That's cool. Because I mean, a I think that's sick, ladies. Everybody like, needs a cleaner. Everyone needs no a one cleaner. don't want to do no cleaning. Like I almost feel like I need to step my pussy up because because <laughs> <laughs> I have a cleaner, but I pay her. Like no one pays to clean my house. Okay, cool. But I mean, everybody's fantasy is different. Like if, just like how I say to people, like you know, some men they like they like they like the Indian girls. Some men like black girls. Yeah, some yeah, men yeah. like blondes. Some men like big tits. Some men like bums. Some men like feet. Some men like legs. You know, everybody's different. Mm. And I think that's what the beautiful thing is about BDSM. It doesn't matter what you're into. They're somewhere along the line, you'll find someone that is into the same thing as yourself. Okay. When did you start doing BDSM? To be fair, like, I kind of always done it because I've always been the bully in my relationships. The bully, love that. A bedroom bully. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Even even sexually, like yeah. if men, I've had sex with guys and I didn't really rate what they're doing, mm. I'd be like, I'm not feeling this. Okay. But I'm very honest with people yeah, that same. I feel that like a lot of women, especially when people find out what I do, mm. some it goes one or two ways with women. Either they're completely horrified or they're completely fascinated. I'm fascinated. And... For me, I always say that, you know, if you're ashamed of sex, that comes to one or two things. Yeah. You know, like, that's down to culture and religion. That's what I n- normally tend to find. find. As a black woman myself, mm-hmm. yes, I'm black, people. <laughs> um, I find that growing up in the house that I did, 
because I grew up with my grandparents as well as my mother. Yeah. Um, they were very, they were religious, but they weren't religious. So religion has a lot to play. Like, yeah, of course. You know, patriarchy is real. Of course. That's why we got so much issues going mm-hmm. on at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know. And I also feel like a lot of people are not really taking responsibility for their shit. They're mm-hmm. not owning their shit. Like, there's a lot of that going on. Whereas BDSM, you have to kind of own your shit. You have to own your shit. Yeah, for real, for real. <laughs> um, right, so you said a, a little while ago that you made content. Yes. So do you do porn as well? Yes, I do BDSM porn. Okay. So. Where? Um... I make it online. So how I tend to make my porn, I kind of got different things that I like to do. Yeah. So as I was saying earlier, when I like strap on play. Yeah. So for those who don't know, strap on play is when a woman fucks a guy with a strap on or a woman or a transgender. So that's one of the kinks that I'm into. Yeah, yeah. So, but I also like fisting too. That's pretty cool. We're going to get there. <laughs> We're going to get there. So where is your content? Like where, uh, well, there's lots of different, this is the thing where people need to, Pay for your porn, people. Yeah. Do not buy, do not go to the free porn sites. Yeah. yeah, because at the end of the day, it's misogynistic. It's it's edited down. You know, don't get me wrong, because I've got content that's out there. I've got free porn out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, You know, because that's about people getting to know who the fuck I am. Yeah. Like, I've got that as a business capacity. Yeah. But then I've also got a YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. As well. You know, there's many different ways. Mm. To me, porn is marketing for me, for people to come and session with me. Yeah. Um, there's a multitude of sites online that you can go and pay for your porn, okay. whether it be clips for sale, I want clips, kink bomb, many vids, adult work. And all of your content is on these sites. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. all my content's on those Guys, sites. Guys, check that out. Check it out. So, um, check it out. I'm going to be filming in the next couple of weeks. Actually. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> you just reminded me. Okay, okay. Um, so the content's there. Mm-hmm. You know, that is. What people don't realize is that when you don't pay for porn and you get it um, via the tube sites, yeah. it's fake. All I tell everybody, porn is entertainment. Yeah, I cannot stress this enough. Like, what people don't realize is back in 2012, when they had, I'm sure you probably are aware mm-hmm. of the porn demonstration, mm-hmm. and they changed the laws to um, about porn, and they've gone to back to a very archaic and very draconian thing. Yeah. But fundamentally, it was never about porn. It was about policing the internet. Yeah. You know? And the people who were affected by the laws changing in porn were actually women. Yeah. Predominantly. Yeah. It's the small business owners like myself who make content. We're the ones that got affected by it most. It's like, I can make porn here and I can sell it overseas Mm. people can still buy content Mm -hmm. but because i'm here making porn i can get done for that oh right okay yeah okay if i do extreme caning yeah if i do if i if i do water sports if i do hard sports okay for those who don't know what water sports and hard sports is that's kissing and defecation um defecation as in feces okay yeah so would you like shit on someone yeah i do that you shit on people yeah and I force them to eat it too. Hold on, I just need to put my drink down. <laughs> okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm pretty Scoot. extreme. Scoot. Is it? Scoot. 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 As my Scoot. daughter would say. We're just going to park for a second. So you shit on people, like what? Like on their chest, like like on their face, like... Anywhere. 
do they ask where they want you to shit or do some you say, do or some don't it really does depend okay cool so you you shit on them mm. and then you make them eat it yeah some of them that's their arousal that's their kick that's their fetish yeah as i said to you earlier where people people need to understand fetish is no different from someone having a preference yeah I you know you. i hear you it tends to go back to, because I'm also training to be a counsellor. Okay. So it does tend to go back to things that they've gone through in their past, mm. particularly when they're maybe when they're growing up and that's how they've choose to get gratification out of it. Okay. You know, and not just that, like we live in an age of porn. A lot of people think porn's bad because, you know, um, it's an extremity. But I tell everybody porn is entertainment mm. you can actually learn from it because ain't no one watching gay man porn and sucking cock as good as gay man <laughs> it's a bit like that that's that's just my philosophy in life ain't no one gonna suck dick like another man because another man is not unless if you've got good communication yeah, yeah. like that's the one thing i always harp on about why i love bdsm so much more because before you do anything with anybody you have to communicate, communicate for real you have 100%. to set the boundaries. Yeah, yeah. You need to set the T's and C's, the terms and conditions. Like that's the very big difference between swinging and fetish. Yeah. Because I used to swing myself okay. with my my previous partner. Like. Okay, so let's list the things that you've done. Porn. Yeah. BDSM. Yeah. When it's I make BDSM porn, so I haven't really uh, okay, done okay. proper porn porn. Okay, so I'll, I'll but say I do, porn. I do, do I do have a lot of porn connections because I'm a member of the UK's Porn Association. Okay, so that's how I know a lot about what's going on law wise. Yeah, because it's my job to. Yeah, because yeah. if I don't know, I'm not able to make money out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and if I don't, if I'm not aware of what's going on, I'm unable to steer my business. Yeah. accordingly. Yeah, yeah you know so we've got porn dominatrix mm-hmm. what else um prostitution no i ran prostitutes you ran prostitutes <laughs> yeah i used to that's how i kind of started um i used to do receptioning for okay. um an escort agency okay and i'm a bit of a gobby cow <laughs> if i'm honest okay go i on. went into it via um one of a family friend's one of their people. Yeah. And um, she always used to like my voice. You know? You know what? <laughs> I'm so sorry to cut you. When I, I called you the first time yeah. and you answered the phone, honestly, I came off the phone like, shit. Like, your voice is very seductive. Like, extremely seductive. I was a bit confused because I was just like, I felt like I called just to have a conversation about the podcast and I kind of. Came off the you got finessed. Like, yeah, <laughs> finessed me. And I was just like, nah, I'm unfinessable, first of all. But you finessed me. But that's because it's my job to finesse. Yeah. Professional finesser. There you go. I might ask for some tips. <laughs> when you're ready, let me know. <laughs> but, um, so when I started out, it was very much like, I was like, you're not running your business right. Mm. Um, first and foremost, I like, I'm, I'm a nerd. And if I can see, I will look at anything and I look at it and I'm like, you're not doing this effectively enough or you're not promoting yourself right. I have a very good attitude for business. Mm. So um, basically from that, she was like, oh, you think you're so good? Well, come and run my business then. 
So I was like, okay. Okay. So she started, She her business started from making 10K and then I flipped it and turned it to 40 in the space of six months. Okay, and then w- when you say that you were... I w- so when I say I used to run it, yeah, I used yeah. to answer the phones, I used to make bookings, so for clients to go and see different types of escort. Okay. So that's how I started. Then I was like, why am I working all these hours for you when else. I can go and run this money for myself mm-hmm. so I learned from her a lot and I'm very grateful what I learned yeah you know and then that's when I started my own stuff okay yeah okay so, and that's when I started my own agency and then I used to have girls that used to come work for me I used to run flats saunas um and then I stopped for a little while because I'd got with my previous my ex-partner yeah um I also have a daughter as well. My daughter's going to be 18 in six weeks, which is really Does she scary. know what you do? Yes, because my daughter's dad turned around when she was 11 and told her. Oh, so, okay. Um, now she knows more. I don't really do the escort stuff. She knows predominantly about domination. Mm-hmm. So she don't clean the house. So you can imagine the 17-year-old <laughs> that don't clean house and don't have no chores. Okay, okay, she so thinks she's fancy. Having a 17-year-old daughter... How do you have that conversation with her? Like, what? Yeah. How? Because to be I... honest, I see like things, a lot of things regarding sex. Everything needs to come from your parents. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm very much that. If you're not honest with your children, it's like I always remember my daughter being two or three. And I was watching, I was, I remember I was at my cousin's house. I used to live with my cousin. And I'm doing, I'm being domesticated. I'm ironing and I'm watching my TV programs and I put her down to have a nap. Yeah. And I happen to be watching um, these women have labor and give birth. And then my daughter saw it and I didn't know that she was awake because she was quite quiet when she came into the room and she was like, she took her dummy out of her mouth and she was like, mommy, babies come from minis? I was like, yeah, yeah, they do come yeah. from minis. <laughs> There's no stalk. There's no stalk. Yeah. Babies come for minis. Yeah, yeah. So it's that. Like, I've always had that honest... If if a child asks me a question, I don't care who you are, like, if they ask me, I'll say to them, you better go and ask your parent. Mm. If they come back to me a second time, then I'll be like, well, this is what it is. Mm. So I've always had that very honest conversation with my daughter. Yeah. Like she knows about smear tests. She knows that she knew about everything from a very young age because she would be with me. Yeah. You know, sometimes I would have to go, we have to go to the fact of life. Yeah. We have to go to the clinic or we're going to wherever we're going to. And like my daughter would be like, Mommy, why are we going here? I'd be like, Well, I need to go to the mini doctor to check that my mini's okay. That's cool. Yeah. You know, so she'd be like, Okay, fine. I think that is so good because I know, and even for me, like as well, like, I never spoke to my parents about sex until I was maybe like, maybe 19, 20. Mm. And I think by then it was a bit too late. And I definitely feel like that is a conversation that parents need to have, have to, the, with their kids. For the age that we are living in right now and the way that paedophilia is so rife, yeah, it's not conversations that you might not want to have with your children, but you need, but you to. need to have yeah, that 100. open dialect. I feel it's so important that, you know what's going on because how paedophiles fundamentally move Mm. and how people who are abusive fundamentally move is about keeping secrets. And that's the one thing that the rule in my house, we don't really have much rules, but we don't keep secrets. 
And that's the thing that used to be very much a bone of contention with my daughter's dad and myself because he would tell her things and she'd be like, he would be like, oh, that's just me and you secret. And that thing used to bother me so much because you're inviting in my eyes, you're inviting deceit. Mm -hmm. You're inviting grooming Mm -hmm. subconsciously, Mm -hmm. you know? My my, I love my stepmom dearly. She always would say this: "Tell the truth, I let the devil be shamed." Mm. She's very religious. Even like my 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 mum my mum and my dad, my God rest his soul, my yeah. dad's died. But all my family know what I do. Like my nephews, my nieces, everybody knows. Lady Andromeda is the <laughs> dominatrix. Lady Andromeda. So I had a look at your profile on XXX Pandit. Oh wow! Yeah. But yeah. I do a little bit of research. You were stalking me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw there. A little bit. Yeah, saw there. So I kind of wanted to go through the things that you said that you do, okay. because I think it would be interesting for people to hear. So we've talked about strap on play, mm-hmm. foot fetish. Yeah. So I feel like most people would know that, but just in case there's someone that is like, "What the hell is is foot fetish?" Well, that's about people who are attracted to feet. I hate feet. I like feet. So is that like people? It can be a multitude of different things. Some people, they might like the toes. Some people might like watching the wrinkly parts of your soles. You know, some people like cheesy feet. Like I have a friend, his thing is sweaty, cheesy feet. See, that's the thing that I'm gets so, him off. How that would turn me off so quickly. Yeah, I but would I'm dry just break up. it. I would break it down to you slightly different. What's the first thing you do when you're a baby? When people turn you on the lap, what's the first thing you see? Feet. Yeah. And us women, what do we tend to do? Paint our toes, Um... make them look pretty. There you go. Okay, okay, (laughs) fine, fine. Um, Arse worship. Yeah. What's that? Well, stay in the office. That's like, I get people, sometimes I smother them with my bum. Um, it can be a multitude Sorry, of things. Sorry, I'm not going to lie, right? You said that and the first thing that came to my mind was um, Rikishi from WWF. Yeah. Sorry, go on. No, I want you to go there because <laughs> I'm like, mm, I'm interested now. You pricked my ears. No, so um, Rikishi was a wrestler. Yeah. Um, And that was like one of his moves, yeah. Anyone that watched yeah, wrestling I know. Yeah, would know. But he would like run from one side to the of the ring, run to the to the other and then like smother someone's face with his ass. Yeah. Basically. Basically that. Yeah. Well sometimes I tease them and taunt them. So How? like I know that they want they want me to like I'll restrain them. So like I'll strap them down. Yeah. And I know if that's their fetish, I'll get real close to them like that and say, You can't touch but I can smell your breath. So the ultimate prick tease basically. Shit. Okay. Jerk off instructions. Oh. What? Even for me. I mean, I can get an, an idea of it edging just from like... Is fun. Common sense. Yeah, what? jerk off instructions are basically edging instructions. So, I don't know, like, have you ever called your partner and say, babes, let's, let's have phone sex? Yeah. And you've told him how to wank. That's what it is. And you tell them to stop. Sometimes, if I'm feeling nice... I might let them come and then there's other times I don't. And then even if you told them to not come. It's about self-control. They just, nah. I always know when they're about to come and I'll be like, stop. 
and they're, and I'm, they're like, what? I'm like, stop wanking your fucking cock. <sighs> okay. All right. Oh, God. I'm that like, okay. The next one. Come eating instructions. Yeah, that's a bit obvious, isn't it? You see, one thing I like about men. Men expect women to, they can come in our mouth and we're supposed to swallow it. Mm-hmm. Now... I just did the reverse, really. I let them come, but then you have to lick the cum off of your... You have to eat Their the Their own cum. Yeah. It's very funny, because you can always tell. This is why it's about eating right. Because <laughs> <laughs> if their diet is terrible, then they're then not going to want come, it. It will show in their okay. cum. And I always think it's hilarious, because sometimes, especially if I'm doing webcam, and I've got them on webcam additionally, and I can see what they're doing. And they and they start they eat the cum and you can see sometimes they gag it it nothing is as funny as that because a lot of people don't realize that if you eat drink a lot of alcohol mm. that affects your cum hundred percent you know if you if you eat and ingest certain types of food it can affect your cum yeah you know so it's quite funny so I normally tell my submissives make sure you eat right yeah <laughs> so okay so but. So let's just say that they are wanking, right? Mm-hmm. And you allow them to come mm-hmm. and they come like in their hand or on their hand. Yeah, then you eat it from your hand. Lick it off. I want to see it look sexy. So I make them look it, make it seductive for me, for my entertainment. <laughs> because that's the thing. It With my submissives, it's about how they're going to entertain me. You, yeah. Yeah. And in certain times, people will refer to it as topping from the bottom. So the sub will tell the the mistress or the dominant party what they want. Mm. Does it? You can tell me what you want. Don't mean you're gonna get it. Mm. I'm not gonna lie. That one's kind of spun me. Like the rest, I was kind of cool with. But my God, what would you? Have maybe done if- because because I've I've never watched a guy eat their own cum. Yeah, I I have a friend. She made me laugh that she was getting her submissive boyfriend to wank, and he came in his eye. And when she told me that story, I was rolling <laughs> on the floor, you know. And and his cum came in his mouth as well, like because he had projectile, because he hadn't come for a while, so it went out full force. And he, and he was move. standing up. He was standing up while he was wanking. It just went shung in his eye, and in his mouth. And I just thought that was hilarious. So these are the these are the things that make me giggle. Shits and giggles. <sighs> Makes me giggle. Um, small cock humiliation. Okay, that's about men. Some men get kicks out of being mocked for their cock. Basically, like cock shaming. Yeah, cock shaming. Dick shaming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like they 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 get off on the fact that their cock's small, and they know that their cock's small. And that's more of a psychological play, I will say. And that's what they get gratification for, the fact that they know they've got a small cock. They know how humiliating, because the society that we live in is about men are supposed to have big, juicy cocks. Mm -hmm. And it's not always that way. Yeah, You know, some people, that's their thing. I like it. I think it's quite funny. But I like to lock up cocks as well. So as in... chastity. Okay. So that's basically them being caged. 
so they can't come and when they wake up in the morning when they get a hard on it hurts because it's locked up yes I should have brought some things for you. I actually wish you had. I did contemplate it, but I just didn't have time. And I was like, hold on, where is the chastity device? But then I realised I've got a submissive in chastity at the moment. So that's why I've, um, well, I haven't got it in the house. Okay, so this submissive that's in it right now. Mm-hmm. So their dick is just locked up. Yeah. How long has it been locked up for? A month. Just- a month? That's nothing. There's people I know that I follow on socials. Their submissives have been locked up for like two years, year. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. okay. So they're not allowed to come, basically. With a a, um, chastity device, uh, most men can still urinate. It usually tends to have like a little hole in the middle. So they can pee. Morning wood. Yeah, it's going to hurt. Nah. No, it's good. <laughs> because then it trains their mind. It's about training them to the way that you want them to be. That's what a lot of doms do. Yeah. We, we, we train our submissives to the way that we want them. Every woman is different. Yeah, yeah. You know? Some women, they, they will want their, their partner to be in chastity all the time. Yeah. And it's about them pleasuring them. About their submissive pleasuring the woman like there's cockholding yeah for those who don't know cockholding is when um men allow their partners to go and sleep with other guys it's a very interesting power dynamic you know and it's also one of those things that is very taboo as well Mm. so with that right would that be a case where your partner would allow you to go and have sex with another guy or would it be like so say you had I'll, I'll break it down for you in a flip reverse just think of a cheating man that's got women here there and everywhere but got their wife at home yeah same thing flip reverse mm-hmm. <laughs> but then do you ever have like a sub that wants his partner to watch yeah you having sex with them yeah yeah sometimes I've had that and I'm like no it's alright no <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes when I was with my previous partner, then yeah, I used to do, I used to do the most. Mm. I'm very content in a different way mm-hmm. with my partner that mm-hmm. I'm with now. So we kind of do a bit more crazy shit. Um, crazy shit like well, I like choking, so that's my thing. Okay. So he he's like, no, I don't want to choke you. I'm like, just choke me. Stop being a bitch. To the point where you pass out. Yeah, but that's the thing with choking. I learned. I have a friend, he specialises in breath play games. Mm-hmm. Um, so he taught me how to choke people just to make them pass out. Like I can put someone in a sleeper hold, make them go like that. Damn. I can do it with cord flex, mm. make them go to sleep. Mm. I tend to do rubber tubing because it doesn't leave marks on, on the on the edge of the neck. And obviously because you have your trachea here, yeah. if you're when you're choking someone, if you're doing their windpipe, you're you're liable to damage them. Yeah. And that's the thing about BDSM. There's enough workshops and like if you're into BDSM, Google's your best friend. There's mm. places where you can Google and go and find like for example, Fet Life is like a kinky Facebook where you can find different groups who are people that are into that, you know, and you can get to know people within the scene the different BDSM scenes yeah. like there's a big BDSM scene here in London obviously and obviously all over the world 
you know so you can go and find out information and find people or go to professionals because that's the one thing I do say to people like if you want to explore something with a dominant person sometimes it's actually go and do your research yeah yeah if you find a very good dominatrix that you pay for her time mm-hmm. she will explain to you mm-hmm. most 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 professional doms don't have an issue with um sessioning with partners if they want to go and learn time is money at the end of the yeah. day and if you go to a professional at least you know one it's about safety and two you're in a safe space so if anything goes wrong they're able to help you yeah. and and fundamentally understand okay. what you're trying to achieve you know you have good and bad in every in every profes- profession you know so i do very much say to people go and do your research mm-hmm. on people you know like i'm on adult work adult work i've got feedback like there's different things recommendations and safety precautions that as a submissive person they can come and see someone because there is also a lot of abuse of power yeah you know and a lot of people who are submissive sometimes they feel that they're they're just supposed to take the abuse take it yeah no you're not you know to be fair like i have a lot of respect and admirations for people who are submissive because Mm -hmm. fundamentally you're giving me all your power and with that power i've got a lot of responsibility okay you know and trust is a very big thing do you do fisting yes god yes i can get my hand up to there (laughs) <laughs> wait, wait, wait. up to your shoulder yeah it's all about training and yeah I've got big hand and you're looking at my hand thinking oh shit I'm, I'm looking at your hands and I'm looking at your my forearm your yes, forearm yes. and I'm, I'm looking at your entire arm yeah up to your shoulder yeah fisting a guy right yeah so up his arsehole yes up to his rectum how a lot of lube a lot of time and it can be done anything's possible but he had a fetish about medical play and I, that's something I do love medical play is a very big fetish where people are into needles they're into the whole experience of going you saw my eyes light up there didn't yeah, you yeah <laughs> I was just like she likes this fisting yeah but, okay and so, the human body is an amazing piece of architecture. Yeah, and I, I completely agree and with you, And that's right? why fisting fascinates me and why I like fisting. Because the first experience I ever had fisting someone, um, the best piece of advice I got was close your eyes and just let the body guide you. And that's exactly what I did. And then I was getting further and further in. And I was okay, like, but I'm, okay. I'm hearing you, right? And, and obviously, okay. As a woman, I've personally not been fisted, but I've watched fisting on women. And to me, fisting a vagina makes sense because of how big it can stretch. Obviously, of course, women you can have a baby. Birth. Yeah, like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but picturing someone's entire length of their arm yeah. going up somebody's booty hole. Mm-hmm. I just... I, I'm actually lost for words on, on my own <laughs> podcast. This has never happened. Like, I, I can't, I cannot visualise it. I can't visualise your arm being up someone's ass. So was it a case where they were like lying flat on a bed? Well, it was a whole, it was a whole scenario. Okay, go on. So basically, um, 
how they it was quite a funny one actually mm-hmm. <laughs> so um this was a medical play session and he wanted to pretend to be a woman and actually give birth so that was the whole reason behind why my hand got up his bum there was a i sessioned with two other people um a gentleman and also another lady yeah um a lady dom all tops so we're doing whatever we're doing yeah yeah and um, so the reason behind why the whole of my, well, as you can see, as you, yep. as you, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. you can see, I and can for see. those who can't see, I'm not a sl- slim lady, but I'm not a fat lady no. either. I'm a size 14, 16. I'm five foot eight in height. And I do have long curly black hair. I will say, you'll see if you go and Google me on Twitter or Instagram, you shall see me. <laughs> so, um, that was the reason behind why we did it. So, like, because my arms were, were quite... Actually, I at the time, I was bigger. Okay. So, um, and I've lost weight. So, it was the whole concept of he wanted to pretend to feel like he was giving, giving birth. birth. So, I wow. pushed my hand up there. So, we was doing it. And then that's why I had to close my eyes and actually literally feel which was a really amazing experience. Because, How far up did you go? Well, I went quite deep because with the rectum, you have two fences. Yeah. So like you've got the first one. Yeah. And then you've got the second one. Once you go f- through the second one, it's clear. You can do what you want. So. But like, <laughs> what are you in? Like, what? you're in the large intestine, fundamentally. Okay. Um. So after you've gone, so obviously, you, um, I'm explaining this, but I know that people get Google out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Google this shit. Um, so once you've gone into the into the first passage, then yeah. you've got the next set of passage, which is basically the colon and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it twists and it turns. Remember, your internal it, yeah. it, it's quite big, mm-hmm. like it's six foot long. If memory serves me right, don't quote me because I know you people will get yeah. on me. <laughs> like, no, yeah. it's not. It's actually five foot eleven. Yeah, yeah exactly. Go on, go on. So roughly, I'm just saying. Um, so you feel the body basically and that's why i kind of i'm i'm as i said to you at the beginning i'm a nerd i'm fascinated by how things work particularly the body the body yeah yeah so when i went in i initially went in and then i it curved but everybody is different yeah so there's some people i've i've gone in and done fisting and completely different feeling completely different sensation you know no two bodies are the same yeah so when i went in i just literally just let the body guide me. That's why I closed my. That's why they yeah, say to close, close your my eyes. eyes. Yeah, and just enjoy and see what happened. So when I got to a point where I got to here, obviously no more could go. So I was like, "Oh, the baby's coming now." So you've got to push. So as he was pushing, I was slowly taking my hat, my hand out, and he was like, "I can't do it no more. I can't do it." It was, it was pretty dramatic. If anybody had, if anybody <laughs> from a regular. <laughs> normal aptitude who is not kinky <laughs> saw that shit thinking, they'd be like what, what the, the fuck, fuck is going on here fuck? okay was there any shit like oh that's why no there wasn't because douching is your best friend okay like so boys when you guys say that you want to um fuck ass you know it's fine but don't be a pussy in it <laughs> if you're going to fuck someone's ass you're going to have to deal with shit with shit like Get many it. a times I've had shit accidents with 
my clients where they have not do- douche properly. Yeah. But that's just a fact of life. Yeah. I have to deal with shit if I want to. And I mean, you shit on your clients. Well, not, not yeah, all of I them, do. but yeah. Some of them. So. Yeah, so, you know, it's just about being adult-like. Yeah. You know, it's like when boys say some, I say, I say boys because I'm going to use that word because boys and men are two different things. Yeah. When people say, oh no, I don't want to, I don't want to eat no pussy because of this, that and the other. Yeah, I see you rolling your yeah. eyes. Um, just for example, or the girl's like, no, I don't want to suck no dick. Whichever. Do you know what I mean? If you know the person's clean and you've gone to the clinic yeah. with them because that's the one thing that I always do. I'm an avid promoter of like, safe sex is paramount in whichever way you know mm. like you go and get your sti checkups you go and get your um you go with your partner so you're having safe sex yeah. at the end of the day you don't know what other people are doing so fundamentally you have to protect yourself okay what about um financial dominatrix this is a funny one fine findom findom yeah or financial domination it's a power exchange yeah as a lot of people don't really realise, it's the power of money. See, because I want to do that one. I want to... Everybody dom. thinks that they want to... Everybody <laughs> thinks with FinDom, it's like, they'll see... We, we ref, In the community, we refer to them as Instadoms. Yeah. So, like, they think that, oh, I look cute. And, you know, I can just tell boys, fuck you, and pay, and they'll pay me, and they'll give me money. Sorry, I'm taking It's, it's okay, go ahead, go ahead. It's so much more to that. You mm. have to psychologically know your client. You have to know the triggers of a financial sub. You know, it's so much more than that, that a lot of people get shit twisted. Mm. It's the power of money. Some people, they get gratification out of giving money and that's their kick. That's their addiction, mm-hmm. you know? It, there's so much more to it it's, it's financial domination is very psychological mm. and it's not so much just finessing a guy where like you kind of act like you're interested in them and, and some like, oh, clients okay. you draw them out like that okay some clients you don't everybody's different mm. you know for me i take the i tend to find like the submissives that are attracted to me regarding financial domination they like ignoring so i'm like i don't really pay them any mind and then they pay you and then they pay me then i'll be like yeah you have my attention what do you want you know so it do you see why i said it's the, the, it's yeah, the psychological the psychological side of it yeah, yeah how much do you make off of that okay well, wait good doms it's about also your market and your presence yeah you know like where i was saying like a lot of people don't realize that porn how we in the sex industries, particularly within the um, BDSM route, like that's our market employee. That's mm. someone might be nervous to come and see a dom for a first time, but they might make the tip the the trip of like buying that person's porn and reading up on their website and see just like where you yeah, said like you've done the yeah. silence the silent stalking yeah. and looked for me. <laughs> Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And seeing things like going maybe that person might have a YouTube account going on their YouTube account seeing the type of things mm. they like stalking them social on social media. Social, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Seeing who they follow, seeing the things that they tweet about, you know, and kind of slowly getting to that person. You know, seeing how to prick their attention yeah. most doms are very normal people we're very mm. nice people lovely we're lovely this is my first um you know uh 
experience. But you know, like a lot of people who interact with doms, especially if they're a professional, they're too fucking lazy. Mm. Where they just expect that it's gonna be, you're gonna spoon feed them. No. Most people have their websites for a reason. You take the time out to sit down and actually read what that person is about. Okay. So if we go to your, so when you do phone line stuff, Mm -hmm. what do you charge for that? I charge per the minute. Um, one site I'm two pound a minute. Another site I'm two ninety nine a minute. And how long do these calls last on average? Depends. How much is your bank balance? Okay, <laughs> that, that answers my question. Okay, cool. And then it, no, it really does depend. You know, like how a lot of um, people. Well, I find for me, like I can't speak for everybody else. So I'm only going by what I learned. Uh, what I know is you know people have disposable income so that might be their treat mm-hmm. for the month mm. so they might spend it's like people going to buy trainers isn't it you'll find 100 120 pound to go and buy a pair of trainers that you like or maybe 300 400 pounds you know it depends on your disposable income yeah you know like I I have different rates for different things you know my sessions that are foot fetish sessions are completely different from a session that I might do hard sports because hard sports is a very specific and niche session. So what do you charge for that? Hard sports, I charge 200 quid an hour. 200 pounds an hour? Yeah. But that doesn't include, I don't have my own dungeon. So even though people, you say, oh my God, 200 pounds an hour. Yeah. But then you do I have pay. to, I've got to pay for a dungeon. Okay. So a dungeon could be anything from 50 pounds an hour up to 70 pounds an hour okay. or certain places, even 80 pounds an hour. Do you know what I mean? People think I love latex. Mm-hmm. People think latex is cheap. No. No, it's not. It's not at all. Not at all. I've, I've, I've looked into it. It's yeah. It's not Because the next piece of latex that I want is going to cost me about 300 quid, but I'm going to look amazing in it. Yeah. But that's because it's a one-off custom-made piece. Yeah. And because it's so unique, I know I'm not going to be able to wear it that often. Yeah. Okay. So £200 an hour for hard sports. Um, what about just an, a normal session? What do you charge for that? 180 yeah. an hour? Yeah. Okay. And then I I do hour sessions. I do half an hour sessions. Um, but I only do half an hour sessions for things like cash point meets, which What's goes that? back to f- oh, okay, financial okay. domination where people are into... Like you go to the cash point, you take out it, draw out. I, I'm a woman, I draw out daily limits, um, but I take a deposit because there's a lot of time waste. There's a yeah. lot of people that are into it and they like the fantasy of wasting someone's time. Mm. And this is another thing that a lot of people don't realise with sex workers. They think, oh, you know, we just sit down all day, all glammed up to the nines, doing, waiting on their fucking calls. No, mm. we're normal human beings. We've got marketing to do. We got admin to do. To do, yeah. Do you know what I mean? We got Twitters to post up. We've got, if for example, with myself, I've got editing to do. Yeah. I know that through that editing, I've got to put it on all my clip sites. So I've got uploading to do. If my socials are act, if my internet's acting out, I gotta go go somewhere else and go and find somewhere to go and upload my shit. Mm-hmm. You know. So I'm constantly doing for myself. Okay. Because I'm a business owner at the end of the day. Yeah. Like this has definitely given me a very different um way of thinking about it than what i probably had before and and i'm hoping that's doing it for a lot of people that are tuning in as well where probably the 
the way that we thought about it before. Yeah, a lot uh, of people vilify and ridicule sex workers. And when I say sex workers, I mean everybody. Yeah. Like, this is another thing. Like, a lot of girls think, oh, yeah, being a sugar sugar baby and that kind of stuff, that's not sex work. It's sex work. Hello? Mm -hmm. Like, there is sometimes a lot of people who work in sex industry there's like a whore hierarchy no we're all here for the same thing Mm -hmm. we're all here using our sexuality to make our money yeah you know we're all the same because in the end of the day like a woman might find a a another woman's number in her phone and if she finds out that she's a sex worker she'll ridicule and vilify that sex worker when we're just here doing a job we don't want your man Mm. (laughs) Has it ever happened to you before? Many a time. Yeah. Mm. And I will normally say, depending on the person, I will normally say, I think you need to take that up with the person that you found their number. But then more to the point, if you don't trust them, your relationship's done anyway. Yeah. You know? And it's just about communication. It go, everything goes back down to communication. To communication, yeah. I agree. Um, what's your client group like? So, because I feel like, when I've when I've thought about guys that get involved in this, I tend to picture like middle aged white man. No offense, but like a middle aged white man who probably well, well actually no, just someone who can't communicate with women outside of further from the that. internet. Further from that, some are like that. Uh-huh. Some are like that. Some aren't. Some are very charming, very handsome. Like I've had clients. I've looked at them like what. <laughs> but i'm just like each to their own you know there's some men where i've looked at them and i'm like oh i'm gonna enjoy battering you oh my god because you're handsome yeah you know so are they all married some are some are not okay you know some some clients that do come to me they are married Mm -hmm. and some of them they've tried to express this to their partners and their partners don't want to have anything to do with it you know and that's a cultural thing that's also like for me personally i'm like give me a submissive man any day because you can train them to the way that you want and i think it's also about understanding you know i don't believe that you should feel inadequate as a woman if you don't know stuff Mm. and you if you're not comfortable within it that's okay too Mm. you know that's the most important thing but i would always say Go and do the research yeah. on it. Like you might be horrified about it at first, but you know, do everything at your pace. But do go and understand. Mm. You know, it might not be your thing. Like I've had, I've got clients where their wives are like, you know what, this isn't my cup of tea, but it's okay for you, for to, you to go, go and, do and do it. And I think that if you're doing it in a capacity where it's a professional capacity, where you're paying for someone's time, it's a different kettle of fish. Mm. It's just a service. Mm. It's just an escapism. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing with prostitution as well. You know, where some men feel ashamed that they want to try different things, but they don't, they're programmed in their mind that they don't want to do that stuff with their partner. Yeah. But they, they're happy to do it with someone else. Yeah. Like. Nah, yeah. You know, yeah, which yeah. is a bit of an oxymoron because I feel that, with your partner, you're supposed to try to want to do it. Want to do everything yeah, with your partner. But I definitely know guys where there's things that that they want to do sexually, but they don't want to do it with their partner. Mm. And that's a stigma <coughs> behind it, and that's Excuse shame, me. and that's back down yeah. to religion. I tend to find like I watched a um, pr- 
pro I I watched a film called Cam Girls. Okay. And I also did a Q&A on it's online. It's a free film that you can watch on YouTube. And I also did a question and answer thing about it too. Um that was regarding where I do mm-hmm. um I'm a member of the Porn the UK's Porn Association. Um and it was very interesting because as women we're only allowed to be deemed of one or two ways either virgin mary or whore a hundred percent we're not allowed to have the autonomy of our own sexuality and that's what half the problem is why what's going on right now just in in things like just you can just look on the internet for example you've got things like me too you know it's about boundaries it's about self-respect like people in the words of um, Bell Hawks, handmaidens of patriarchy, mm. where women will vilify other women and ridicule other women about their sexuality we because that's then week, yeah. that is fundamentally where people get one upmanship, and it mm. ain't about that. You know, my thing is as as I don't really deem myself as a fer- as a as a feminist, but like my thing is very much like if a woman wants to be a whore, let her be a whore. That's her thing in it. It ain't nothing to do with it's you. Not Mind your business. You. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm very much but of that. I definitely feel like a lot of women try to bring down other women that are very yes, because that's that, how that the system are, of patriarchy yeah. works. Mm-hmm. So like any woman that's very honest in in her truth knows what she does especially when it comes to sex other women that either aren't aren't that comfortable or don't want to take the time to understand it yeah but that's the just, thing where i'm looking down. regarding like as i said to you earlier on i'm i've got my own podcast yeah and i want to actually have a situation where women can come and talk to actual proper sex workers mm. and have a depth of understanding you know don't vilify us yeah don't ridicule us but if you know why we do the business owner ones as i say like for example katie price if katie price didn't wasn't Mm. doing what she was doing she wouldn't be where she is you know and it's just like a lot of people kind of look at sex workers and think we're here to teeth their men no sorry we're not (laughs) hey i've got bills to pay first of all there you go <laughs> I've done just to that, pay for. it's just also like a lot of us are actually in committed loving relationships yeah. some of us are and some of us aren't you know but it's just about understanding mm. you know and sex work has always been very empowering for me mm. because it's been able for me to be able to be a good parent to my daughter as much as I can be whereas I work everything around my daughter you know I wasn't a stay at home mum my mum worked 24 mm. 7 to make sure she had a f- um roof we had a roof over our head mm-hmm. you know because it was just the two of us yeah so it's that kind of behavior and that kind of thing where why i my daughter said to me mom i want to be a dominatrix i'll be like <laughs> let's go kid <laughs> do you know like and I would you, want her um, to be the best. Sorry. I would want her to be the best at what she does. And yeah. I would say, all right, I know these people, they're good at these things. Like, go and learn from them. Mm. How did you break it to your mum that, that that's what you were doing? She kind of, she kind of worked it, but she must have worked it out because I used to pay the mortgage in my house. Okay. And she's thinking, how? Yeah, like, like she knew I used to table from? dance because initially I started to table dance. Okay. Yeah, so... um. I was just like I just because where I um I was I'm just an, I'm just a practical person I'm like you know what your money is not right working so we need more money in this house and that's yeah. how I look at things 
you know like it's business yeah you know that's how i chose to look at things mm. like i'm very like practical in what i do some people might say oh do you know what it's because you didn't grow up with your dad and yeah, you didn't yeah, do yeah. this and you didn't they do that. that and i'm like i did actually grow up with a father figure in my yeah. life and i'm just bad yeah <laughs> just bad my thing was this like I had a lot of I like I enjoyed sex from a very young age I was like oh I like this shit yeah so for me I was very much like hmm okay if I like this shit that means other people people like this shit yeah for real I'm like okay so how can I make money out of this shit and that's how I chose to look at it especially look that that was my main thing I was like hmm okay I've always looked at everything as business. Mm. You know, everything's trading. Time is time is the true master of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, time is time is commodified. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. That's how I choose to look at I stuff. I think that's so sick. That's you know, so sick. But like it for me also where I do healing, as I said to you yeah. earlier on, like a lot of people need to heal their sex and come to terms with certain things. Like I've had clients that have been abused and I've been aware of that form of abuse by the type of degradation that they like, Mm. you know? And if I can help them heal that part of them through their sex, well, why not? Yeah. You know, sex is a sacred thing, whichever way you want. Mm. If you want to dip it and do it and do it with a multitude of people, that's fine. Just protect your energy. A hundred. There you go. Um with your clients do they like sign consent and and when i'm filming yes they do and um i do have like when i have a session i do like say for example someone comes to me as a new client um i have like a little tick list of things like i want to know about if they've got any ailments any medical conditions um things that will affect me that i could be in serious yeah. trouble for so yeah i do you know i like to know my clients don't get me wrong clients can lie mm. you know and that does put me into question too so i try to protect myself as much as i can in a practical manner mm-hmm. you know um some submissives have come to me and i've i asked them have they seen anybody before that i might know you know because clients okay. will go to other different doms for different things like Everybody specializes in their own unique way. Like we might do a multitude of things. Yeah. You know, some people might be into needle play, so they might go to a particular dom for that. Because at the end of the day, that's their fetish and they're paying for a service. Yeah. You know, whether it be an hour or two hours. And I tend to have like a half an hour before, even though I have a session that's an hour, I'll have a half an hour before that and then a half an hour after that session. So, excuse me people get into a place which is called subspace where it's just for want of a better word it's just like a mad spiritual place for that submissive yeah you know where you're just in a zone if you've ever had good sex and you get to that point where it's just such a peak of of oneness and spiritualness and that zone zone. Mm -hmm. like that's the only analogy i can can really Mm -hmm. kind of convey and say to you that for people to understand and the same thing with as a top as a dom. Sometimes I get into a zone space where I'm so high, I'm just floating around because I've been doing <laughs> battering all day. And I'm just like, hey, I'm cool. And I'm just here. I'm in a place of chi and contentment. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know when you haven't come for a, 
a long time and you've had good sex and you're just there whether it be on the bed sofa oh, yeah, whatever and you're, you're just in that zone and you're mm-hmm. just quiet and you're chilled and yeah. you're just like yes yeah. <laughs> you're just like yes so that's what it's like yeah that's what subspace can be you know that's yeah. what top space can be it's mm. just that zone words you don't need to say anything the energy is there you can read and understand the energy of yeah. it you know it's like when sometimes i go out to fetish events and sometimes i can see i can see the way that people are playing and you can see that submissive in a zone you can see that top in that zone that dominant person in a zone and you're watching or and you'll be there like that's really cool. Do you only do this within like London or do you... No, I travel. I just come back from Ireland. Oh. Yeah, so before, for those that don't know, I've I had an operation on my foot oh, yeah. a month ago. <laughs> um, So I'm in a cast. I'm in an air boot actually at the yeah. moment. So I'm quite happy. So before I had my operation, I was in Belfast working. So I did a tour. I went to Belfast. You did a for, tour? Yeah. So oh, what a tour basically is that Don will go and work in a different... <laughs> town city country wherever so packed up all my stuff my strap-ons all the i do sissification as well what's that sissification is basically where i dress men up as women so and objectify them oh wow make them suck men's cocks all that kind of good stuff yeah <laughs> so so when you travel i'm, I'm guessing you've ha- you have subs that have booked you right yes yeah, so for example, because I'm on socials, I have submissives that follow me from all over the world. All over, yeah. You know, I've got subs that are in Japan. I've got subs that are in Dubai, you know. I've got subs that are in America. So, you know, when you make your porn, like people will start to look for you. Mm. People will start to connect to you. It's like, you know, when you're fascinated with something, you'll go and find it and find it, about yeah, it. yeah. No, no, you're right. So that's how this how we roll. So we went to we went to Belfast. It was good times. Was that the first time there? Yes, actually. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. was, and it was really good. It was it was profitable. I weren't complaining, and I've still got clients messaging me now saying, "When are you, when coming, are you coming back?" back? So I looked at I'm once my car once my foot's a lot better than I'm gonna get into Ireland. <laughs> Where else have you toured to? Like. Um, well, for me, I'm really easy. If you're running me my money, I'm gone. I'm gone. <laughs> Literally, I've been to America. America was fun. Yeah. Yeah, because um, a few years back, I went to the Porn Awards. Okay. Um, a friend of mine won um, won a um, won some time in a booth, which is one of the big clip stores that yeah. we sell content with. So we went to a dinner, and um, at the time, that was really, really cool. It was interesting as well because working in fetish and seeing how BDSM porn works and Mm. also how regular porn works and understanding the industry and the whole, like, as an indie and an independent porn maker, we can move a lot quicker because there's a thing about a lot of people want custom clips. If you really like a person, you might be able to get a custom clip tailor-made for your needs. So... The big porn houses, they don't like the yeah, independent yeah, yeah, people yeah. because we're, we're taking a big dent in their money. You mm. know, they're the ones that are controlling 
how people view porn because fundamentally it's the big porn houses that have the says on the free tube sites mm. not the independent people mm. like myself and when people what people don't realize is when you're watching things on tube sites it's benefiting those big faceless corporations it's not like for me I'm going to uni. That's why I've got my porn content. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's paying for my daughter to go to uni. Like people don't realize that when you're not paying for your porn, you're actually not, you're just, you're promoting the money for the the big corporation. You're not promoting the money for the independent person that is there trying to make a better life or something. Because I'm not going to lie. I don't pay for my porn. And probably a lot of my friends who I speak to porn about, don't pay for porn either. I used to be like that too until I started to make it. To make it, yeah. You know? And where you've got the streaming services now, that's another thing that's kind of changed mm. the game. You know, you can kind of find... I like the idea of making my own porn for me. Yeah. You know? I can find people that look like yeah, me. Yeah. So how do you decide who who features in your porn? So is it Oh, with- for me, I, I just put... I will put out that I'm looking to make content and I'm looking for submissives. And then people just and people will come. respond. Yeah. Okay. So I I you I obviously with that they have to sign model release forms. They have to sign their waivers and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They have to bring their IDs obviously. Mm-hmm. And then away we does go. And then do you just like well, I tend to tell them my dungeon and, and, yeah. and do it there. I pay for I have to pay for my dungeon. I have to pay for my there's a guy that I pay. He does editing and filming. Yeah. That's his job. So we're like, um, oh. yeah, hi. Can can we want to do things on this day? Have you got space and time? Yeah. And he'd be like, yeah, cool, no worries. Fit fit you in. Pay him his money. Pay for the dungeon. So that's the thing. Before I've even thought about making that content, yeah, I've had to shell out money. Yeah, of course, of course. You know. Okay. And that's how I make it. Yeah. And then what I tend to do is I'll say to submissives when they respond to me and they tribute Mm -hmm. for the time that they're coming because that dispels time wasters because fundamentally I don't want people to say, yeah, they're coming and don't turn up. So you have to pay. You know, that's the thing. And then they schedule the times that they can come in and then they come. And some of them think, oh, yeah, I want to be in a porn film. And then they realise how much hard work it is to be in porn. You know, and it gives them appreciation. Yeah, yeah. Some people are professional filmers, like professional submissives, yeah. and okay. we'll pay for them. So, with the and dungeons, then we'll do right? Content. Um, are they dungeons that that anyone can like come and, mm-hmm. and pay for and use? Do, do they have toys and yeah, machines and and, yeah. and everything? I have a friend. Her name is Madame Caramel. Okay, she has a dungeon in Hoxton. You okay. guys go and check out her dungeon. It's a um, dungeon suite. She has two playrooms. She has, um, it's a, basically a flat. And that dungeon is great. It's immaculately kept. It's, um, I like it there because there's loads of things. Yeah. So it's like a kid in, I'm a kid in a candy shop in yeah. there. They, she has a um, fuck machine. You name it, she got it up in there. She has yeah. a fuck machine? Yeah. I have wanted to use a fuck machine for... Can you see how I was just like... Yeah. For so long. Vac so, beds, because that's another thing I like. Vac beds. So vac beds are basically... They are cool. I was like, I'm not sure about this, but I will always try stuff yeah, to see yeah. what it's like and what it feels like. So a vac bed is basically where 
it's a sheet of latex so for example you can have them as cubes all different ways so see this rug here yeah. for those who don't know there's a rug on the floor it's about seven foot by eight foot yeah um so it could be like half of that so you, an average person say a person who's six foot six can, could get in a yeah, in, yeah. in in a back bed basically <coughs> suck out all the air and then there's like a little hole here and you can't move so if you're claustrophobic it's don't do it yeah yeah but if you're not and if you're game oh my god you can have some fun with that shit like i had i was road testing it with a woman so i took the the doxy and i gave her force orgasms oh it was my great god like but you can do the same thing with a doxy and the man yeah. so i was there there another time i yeah, did yeah. i had a session and i was like what am i gonna do with this boy he was like i'm willing to try the vac bed i was like yes yes <laughs> so i was there with the 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 doxy, the doxy yeah, running yeah. that up and down his cock you know so it's all different feet i'm a i'm tactile yeah so for me i was like oh i'm gonna check these out because so there was a dungeon that i've wanted to like go to for ages so it's called um uh the secret dungeon but it's just outside of london Mm. um and like it looks it's huge first of all it looks incredible and you can stay there overnight Mm -hmm. that's Um, the same thing with hoxton okay she um madam caramel does a she does you can either hire it for the day you can hire it for a few hours but she also does teaching there too so if you want to learn about the the products and learn about bdsm you can because this one had um the fuck machine sibian yeah sibian yeah had one of them it had the thing where you like hang suspend suspension hooks there we go it had all of that and i was like most dungeons (gasps) do like there's another one that i use called the london dungeon yeah that's based his one is great because there's so much stuff in there and as a dominant like if i'm having a session and i want to beat someone i want everything is to my hands Yeah, yeah, yeah literally it doesn't matter where i stand in the room there's some form of implement that i can terrorize someone with so that that one's quite nice. There's the Peacock Parlor. Um, oh my God, there's loads. You know, it just depends on what you are seeking yeah, to explore. And for. most of the dungeons, they always have people that run their dungeons and they're more than happy. Mm. If you're willing to pay for the time, yeah, they will sit down and they will teach you to use things safely. Mm. You know, and they will teach you to understand where is safe to hit yeah. on someone because people think oh yeah you can just cane people and that's it no you have to be very careful where about where do you hit well pretty much you can get away with hitting on most parts of the body but internal organs okay. it's like for me i like to cane people from the waist down okay to about here okay you know but i also love bastinado what's that bastinado i knew he was going to say that the soles of the feet it's a torture um a torture that they use a lot in Muslim countries. Okay. Where they cane the soles of the feet. Of the feet. Yeah. So, for example, if I've got a client that I can't mark him. Yeah. Soles of your feet. But then I'm I'm old school. I'm a West Indian. My nana used to tell my tell people go and get the the flex of the cord of the curtain wire. <laughs> so when I'm out with my stubs out on the street, I'm a woman. I've always got curtain wire in my bag, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, "Give me your hand. I'm giving you ten. I'll take you quietly to the um." to the toilet punish you and then come back to the table like nothing's never happened wow 
psychological warfare yeah. is the best form of warfare. I'm going to try and squeeze in a bit more because we're like actually running out of time. I'm so annoyed. Um, <laughs> so as as a dom, right? Mm. What did you think of Fifty Shades of Grey? Abuse. Yeah, you did? Yeah. Because I... I didn't particularly like the film, like, at all. And, and I almost feel like it gave people the wrong yes. impression yes. of what BDSM is. Yeah. Yes. You see, like, we've... I don't have an issue with male doms. Yeah. But what I do have an issue with is ego. Yeah. Like, and and, and women doms do it too, so I'm not even going to say yeah, yeah. ego. Like, where is that person coming from? Because... Mm. If they're not on top of what, like in the spiritual aspects, people refer to as shadow work and not being able to own their shit, mm-hmm. yeah, and they're not working on themselves as to be the best human being they can be, then yeah, because that's when it's open for abuse. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was talking about submissives need to set firm boundaries and don't play. Yeah, You know, that's the one thing, like I have a friend who was a submissive. He's come in and out of my life we've never actually sessioned which is quite ironic and um the abuse like he went through a period where i hadn't he said to me he got a new dom and i was like okay cool yeah and i was like oh what's she like and he started to tell me certain things and red flags were coming up in my head and i was like do you know what i don't like this yeah you know and i have a social responsibility to anybody as a top you know if i don't think that they're being played with safely like some people might say to me well who are you to be coming to put your views on people but you know what when you're working from an element of love and you generally have care for people then it's a different kettle Mm. of fish you know where some people are abusive and they will use the bdsm to manipulate and psychologically tear down their respective person Mm. and that's what happened to him but then even from um same thing with your side as well i was just about to say the flip reverse of it is that sometimes submissives become stalkerish where they will stalk stalk a a a, a dom dom. you know because like and abuse the 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 fact of they've been allowed into that person's life and it's about boundaries Mm. like habitual line steppers are habitual line steppers whether they be man woman or top dom or submissive you know like if someone says to you no respect the boundary whether you like it or not respect Mm. it you know and if it makes you feel uncomfortable and you don't feel like you're getting your way then you have to actually sit down and look at yourself you have to yeah and like have you ever had a time where you've had to end your time with a sub because they have yes stepped I mean they've, they've yes yeah they've overstepped yes yes oh. yes I have you know there's sometimes people will breach boundaries yeah you know where they feel that people will get complacent mm. you know it's, 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 a, it's a normal thing where people get comfortable in a situation and they think that they can try it yeah <laughs> and I'm like okay and I will observe and watch and say, okay. Okay. But I'm quite ruthless because when I cut off people, I don't hesitate. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm done with you. You're done. Yeah. Same. This guy that's been in the belt for a month, like... Hmm? The guy in the... Um... Chastity. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel like a month is... 
Long enough, right? No. Not at all. So then when you do decide to like let him out. I edge him. So every once in a while I allow when he um, comes to session, I'll let him get out. And I'll be like, all right, you can wank. Okay, so then, and then I tell you him can to take stop. it off. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Then you tell Why him do you feel sorry for him? So honestly, <laughs> look, I'm just like, because, okay, so. But then edging, uh, this is the thing I will also say. Edging is actually a very good thing because if you have a partner that um, comes quick. Yeah, cool. Now, I don't mind edging, even like as a woman, like. I love I, edging. I enjoy <laughs> a guy being like, all right, now stop. When I'm like literally there and I'm like, I can come any second. Like, I don't mind that. But I just feel like this guy needs to come. No, not at all. When he does come, he's going to appreciate. That's true. And enjoy he might pass calm. out because it's so intense. Nah, he won't. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, but then like, there's other things. Like, for example, I have a client, I have a submissive, my French boy. He... His wife's not really into BDSM, but I've trained him in a way to train her. Okay. So, like, for example, they have two children. He's married. Mm -hmm. And every week, for a little while, what I got him to do was he would get up early at six o'clock on, on a Saturday morning. Mm. He would make breakfast. He would do the washing, clean the house from top to bottom. And then he would take the children out. He would leave his wife breakfast. Wow. And then she got used to that and she kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. So that's how I got him to get her to understand BDSM. Yeah. So now he like he likes strap on play. Um, so we went out shopping the other day because mm -hmm. she felt she feels comfortable now and she's like, Okay, do you know what? I wanna try this strap on play stuff. I was like, Okay. So we went out, got a nice strap on harness, yeah. um, got her nice selection of of strap-ons that she I thought that she would like yeah I was quite proud of myself because <laughs> I think I thought she liked like, yeah mm -hmm. I was like yes and now she's I said to her him because he likes chastity I said to him well now because he's working back in Belgium and yeah. she's here in the UK I said to him well you know what how about we um start chastity and he was like really mistress I was like yeah why not I said now I said then you can have fun um I said to him to get a wee vibe yeah and oh, you know wee vibe you can control yes, uh, you control the app yes. you can control it by the app by the app so I've got the app she got the app yeah we having the time of her laugh oh my gosh so I'd be I say to him you know what you need to put that in your bum go to work I'm a I'm a start this shit at about two o'clock so yeah I'll be there doing the most <laughs> That and then the ironic thing is like a couple of I think one particular day I decided to fuck with him in the daytime yeah. and in the evening she, she was then, like yeah. she started to she fuck with him I was time. like that's it two pats to my chest <laughs> yes I like this okay so before we have to leave um do you give lessons or do you like yeah I do depending on what it is yeah so like if a woman wanted to like get into dominatrix to domination yeah. yeah yeah i always say to people know what you want to explore yeah and then take it from there yeah you know if you want to become a professional you've got to be disciplined you've got to be dedicated and know the 60 uh, the 80 20 rule 
Mm. Yeah. 80% time wasters, 20% legitimate customers. Yeah. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's just about building up your niche. Like, everything's a niche. Like, a lot of people think, oh, like, Muslim women don't do yeah, it. Yeah. I've got a, there's a lady I follow on Twitter. She is hijabbed up. Hijabbed up. Yeah. <laughs> Bossing, doing boss moves. Yeah. Yeah. Kicking the door down. I'm like, Yes, yes, my sister, my you're sis. running the for team. Real, for real. You know, like I have clients that are also into the same where because um I my stepdad was Muslim, my mum is Christian. Mm. So that's the okay. I I, li- I lived in a very interesting household. Yeah. So I've got clients that sit down and talk to me about, yeah, do you know what? I want to see you in an abaya and all that kind of shit. I'm looking at them like <laughs> Boy, you're a bit controversial. But oh, I've done it because I was curious, you know. So like for me, like it's just not about judging people. Yeah, I like agree. you know, everybody's got each to their own. Mm-hmm. You know, like you just be respectful and make sure you have understanding. Yeah. But if you want to become professional, it's not for the faint-hearted. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have to keep your shit separate. Yeah. You know, you have to be able to protect yourself. Yeah. It's like I have a PO box. Okay, okay, good. good yeah, good, that's yeah. where all my shit goes. Goes to. Okay. You know? To keep yourself safe yeah. regarding back to stalkers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, a lot of people don't really realise that. You know, some people, they choose not to show their face. Yeah. Some people do. do yeah, yeah. You know, it depends mm-hmm. on what you want to do as a sex worker. Mm-hmm. You know? But some people will vilify and ridicule people once they find out what and then do. expose their shit. And that's the yeah, most horriblest thing that you can do to yeah. someone because you know what that's power that's not about anything other than you being a dickhead yeah and a lot of men and a lot and a lot of women. a lot of people mm. i'm not gonna say men and women i'll say a lot of people want to get one-upmanships and to be honest like i don't look at it like that it look makes me look at you as an mm. individual like are you so unhappy and unfulfilled in your life that you don't you feel that you need to go and expose someone yeah, yeah. that's the question i have to look at you and say why Mm. Why are you deeply unhappy? Lady A, you've been an amazing guest. I try. Thank <laughs> you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining me well, today. Well, thank you for having me. Of course. Um, let my listeners know where they can find you on socials or maybe find your porn or just, yeah, where they can find you. Okay, let's begin. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram under the name Lady Andromeda UK. Um, you can also find me on YouTube. I might, I'm going to start back doing YouTubes. Okay. Um, I'm also, what else have I got going on at the moment? You can find me on Adult Work, mm-hmm. Lady Andromeda UK. Um, you can find me on, what's my Clips for Sale store? Oh my God, <laughs> you've got me thinking. Um, my Clips for Sale store is, I think Lady Andromeda is Emporium. I mean, either way, I'll I'll put it in the description of the episode. Yeah. Also, um, I have a shop, yes. which is Watch My Sex. Love that. Because my podcast is about anonymous conversations with people about their sex. Mm-hmm. Um, you can talk to me about anything. I don't mind. I'm here to listen and just answer questions. Yeah. So that will be kicking off in the next month. Okay, cool. And same thing with the shop. Yeah. Um, 
and I'm just about. <laughs> just about. I'm just about doing me. Like I will say, like if you if you listen to the podcast and you happen to see me on the street and be like, I listen to your podcast. <laughs> I'm like, hey, hey. just just hail me up, hey, you know. Like I will be doing. I'm actually thinking about doing like a thing with different sex workers for more different um genres of yeah. the sex industry and having a q a that's right so cool. like you know if you want to come and be nosy and like yeah, ask questions yeah. you know because i do believe a lot of sex workers have a lot of things that we are there to help people facilitate their sex yeah. mm-hmm. so i will be starting that up in the new year as well um Cool. I think that's about it. Like I'm cool. trying to think. You pop up on me on the spot. I'm like, Shit. no, it's 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 completely fine, guys. Like I said, any um or oh, at me on websites, Twitter. Yeah, I will put in the description of this episode. And yeah, thank you for listening to another episode of Just a Tip podcast. As I said in the beginning, I'm your host Georgette, and you can follow me at Coco underscore Abroad on Twitter, and the podcast handle is Just a Tip Pod. And yeah, we'll be back with another exciting episode. Thank you. Bye-bye. Put that thing away. You're going to get us all killed. The size of that thing. I can't. It's too big. Sorry, sweetheart. I haven't got time for anything else. I know you want to. I know you want to. I know you want to. Me, I play. I like to play cheek to cheek.